You're listening to Locked On Now, NHL, local experts on the biggest stories around the ice. I'm your host, Kim Becker, and thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. We've got our Locked On NHL hosts here to tell you everything you need to know from the night in hockey. Let's start with a look around the league. Let's go around the league. The Ottawa Senators' offense started out extremely efficient against the Lightning last night, but then the defense fell apart and threw away any chance of Ottawa coming back to beat Tampa. Locked on Senators recaps the five-goal finish for the Lightning. After a start that showed so much promise, the Ottawa Senators allow five unanswered and lose 5-2 in Tampa Bay. I'm Ross Levitan from the Locked on Senators podcast with a quick-hitting recap for you. On the Locked On NHL channel, the Ottawa Senators scored twice on their first two shots against Andre Vasilevsky, Tyler Ennis, and Zach Sanford, the goal scorers. But with a flu bug running through the team, we knew that the further this one went, the tougher it would be. And it ended up coming down to talent. First, it was Nikita Kucherov, then Braden Point, then Steven Stamkos from his office on the power play. And the ball kept rolling downhill. From there, it was a chippy battle, though. You can't take anything away from the Senators' effort in this one, mixing it up on plenty of occasions, a few fights in it as well, and it just came down to the best team winning the game. So, in this case, it was the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight, but if you're an Ottawa Senators fan, entertainment, sure. And, I mean, Bet Online had this as the one of the biggest underdog matchups this year, the money line, plus 320 for the Ottawa Senators going in. So they battled hard. They did their thing, but they came up short. Senators lose this one 5-2. We'll have more breakdown of it on Locked On Senators tomorrow, where we've got your team every day. The Philadelphia Flyers couldn't overcome early mistakes and ended up wearing down its defense before the offense had a chance to get going. It never did. And Locked On Flyers is in with more on a shutout loss for Philly. Hi, this is Rachel Donner with your Locked On Flyers postgame quick reaction to the Flyers' 3 to nothing shutout loss to the Edmonton Oilers. I would say the biggest problem the Flyers had in this one was taking too many penalties, five of them in the first two periods. So when you're exhausting your penalty kill skaters and having to go up against the third best power play in the league, doesn't give you a ton of room to create your own offense. And despite that, the Flyers did get a fair amount of chances. I would say the most of them were in the third period, but there weren't enough right in front of the net. The Oilers aren't the best defensive team out there, but in this game, I thought they were pretty decent at getting active sticks in there to clear the puck. We saw a ton of that in a failed five-on-three power play where the Flyers would battle behind the net only to have the puck float out in front right on an oiler stick because they were in the right position. I thought Carter Hart played really well in this one. Neither of the goals against were entirely his fault. He saved 29 of 31 shots. The Flyers just couldn't get it done at the other end of the ice against Miko Koskinen. His shutout with 39 saves did it for the Oilers. For more on this game and the Flyers all year long, tune in to the Locked On Flyers podcast. The Columbus Blue Jackets only beat the New Jersey Devils by a goal, but our Locked On Devils host still said it was just a night that Columbus wasn't going to be beat. He and our Locked On Blue Jackets host explain more from the 4-3 final. 
Hockey might not be for everyone, but it is for the Blue Jackets tonight as they get back in the win column, beating the New Jersey Devils 4-3. I'm Jay Foster of Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And uh, Blue Jackets win a game, which is very exciting. Uh, always good to see them get back in the win column. A good, strong team performance. Good to see Patrick Laine uh, have another 2.9. That's his 20th goal of the season. Uh, really strong performance from Elvis Merzlikens after a, uh, a disappointing night in Pittsburgh. And uh, yeah, just generally a really... Really good night for everyone, I think, of note as well. Uh, Justin Danforth, who did not get on the score sheet, but he had over 15 minutes of ice time. And he was just a firecracker of a player. I feel like he was throwing hits, he was forechecking, he was backchecking, he was everywhere. He has very quietly kind of become one of, a, one of the key bottom six for the Blue Jackets, which is really, really great to see. Not quite so great. Vladislav Gavrikov decided that he was going to only do crime in this game. He took three minor penalties, uh, one with eight seconds, one eight seconds into the first period, and then one with 45 seconds left in the third period. But Blue Jackets still managed to, to eke out a win, but that's something that has Concerned me all season and uh, probably will continue to concern me because the Blue Jackets love to do crime on the ice this season. We're going to be talking about the win and more on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. The Detroit Red Wings picked up a win over the Hurricanes last night in overtime and our Locked on Red Wings and Hurricanes hosts both had positives to take away from Detroit. Time for a good old classic car recording the Red Wings beat the Carolina Hurricanes 4-3 at Little Caesars Arena today. Thanks to Lucas Raymond's overtime goal, he now ties Anthony Mantha and Moritz Sider for all-time overtime winning goals as a rookie at, well, two. A little bit of a cherry-pick stat, but still nice to see Dylan Larkin with the game-tying goal, cherry-picking the Carolina Hurricanes defenseman, going forehand, backhand, top shelf, 9 straight no 10 straight games uh where he registers a point in that span he has 18 points in that 10 game point stretch it was a nice bounce back game as well from alexander nadelkovic and michael rasmussen with a breakaway goal on a nice feed from jordan osterle it was a great bounce back game for the red wings overall and scotty and i are going to talk about the whole thing on lockdown red wings Coming up, the Minnesota Wild are in a slump while the Avalanche hit 40 wins. This is Locked On Now NHL. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is full steam ahead for both pro and college hoops. From the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your number one source for hockey, boxing, even UFC odds. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome back to Locked On Now NHL. I'm Kim Becker here with our Locked On NHL host to go over everything from the night in hockey. The Colorado Avalanche came back to win for the 40th time this season in our best performance. The best performance. 
Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. The Colorado Avalanche are 40-game winners after coming from down to the Islanders last night. Our hosts over at Locked On Avalanche talked about what that milestone means for a big season in Colorado. On Jack Johnson's 1,000th game played, the Colorado Avalanche win their 40th game of the season, and they move to 84 points on the season with a very entertaining and another come-from-behind victory for the Avalanche, 5-3 to three over a very game New York Islanders team. Exciting game, this one. You got contributions from Burkowski and EJ to clean it up, so... It was a great game from every member of the Avalanche to celebrate Jack Johnson get his 1,000th game. Yeah, Burkowski now, like this is what he does. He is a streaky dude, and going 17, 18 games without a goal, now I think he's got three uh, a goal in three games in a row, and you just want him to continue doing that. It's a big question mark, but you take it when you can get it from him because he knows how to score. He just has to do it more consistently. But a questionable reversal in this game for the Islanders. It looked like they maybe had a goal. Upon further review, the the refs declined it, reversed it, and then maybe a minute later, the Avalanche scored a goal, and it was the Burakovsky goal. So that's where it was. Eric Johnson added an empty netter, and the Avalanche keep on trucking. They're looking good. The refs are finally on our side. (laughs) Our Locked On Islanders host praised New York's effort Tuesday and put more of the blame on a late call that took a New York goal off the board. Here he is to explain. Gil Martin of Locked On Islanders here. Islanders lose a heartbreaker to the Colorado Avalanche 5-3. Strong effort by the Islanders. A back-and-forth game, a game that they never were out of and never gave up on controversy in this one looked like the Islanders had the go-ahead goal with about eight minutes left in the game replay showed that the puck did cross the goal line completely and yet somehow the war room waved it off and the game was still tied at 3-3 and a couple of minutes later Colorado scores the go-ahead goal and gets an empty netter to clinch it for the Islanders a strong effort and a heartbreaking loss it's just not their year You go up against the best team in hockey and go toe-to-toe with them. You hope for a better result. For more, listen to the Locked On Islanders podcast with me, Gil Martin, wherever you get podcasts. The Canadians gave up eight goals on Tuesday, so there's no doubt what priority number one will be in practice today. Our Locked On Canadians host tries to figure out how Montreal lets so many Winnipeg shots find the back of the net. Hi there, everyone. This is Laura Saba of Locked On Canadians with a Locked On Now after a wild, weird, wacky game in Winnipeg between the Montreal Canadiens and the Winnipeg Jets. The lessons we can take away from that that game are not a whole lot, actually. The game was very, very undisciplined. Every player on the ice um, was not playing a cohesive, coherent, disciplined game, and that goes for both sides. The game could have been much more evenly matched, but the Canadians were struggling with their penalty kill and in goal as well, so they will really need to recover. It was a lot of shots, a lot of goals allowed, 12 goals total in the game, and it was really hard to put together a cohesive analysis. Uh, If you wanted to sum up that game, 
literally everything happened. There were so many penalties, so many goals. There was a shorthanded goal. There was a disallowed goal because of a distinct kicking motion. I mean, anything you want, name it, you name it, it happened. There was a hat trick on the losing team. Josh Anderson obviously has been playing phenomenally of late and he had a hat trick. Um, it's just, it's, it's a whole lot of things that happen that don't really add up to anything. So we're going to look to the Canadians game against Calgary, one of the best teams in the NHL right now, and draw some lessons on that. For more on this game and on the Canadians, check out Locked On Canadians wherever you get your podcasts. After the Minnesota Wild saw another game end in a loss on Tuesday, our Locked On Wild host is ready to say there's officially something to worry about. Yeah, I think we're going to go ahead and call it a slump. Hey everybody, Seth Topol, host of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, recapping a 5-1 to one loss at the hands of the Calgary Flames for the Minnesota Wild. The Wild have now lost four in a row. They're 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games, and a lot of things that uh, have been issues for the Wild over the last couple of weeks were problems again in this game against Calgary. The Flames scored one minute and 12 seconds into the game as uh, they were able to sneak one past Cam Talbot. That has been a problem for the Wild recently. The Flames had uh, a relatively good advantage in the faceoff circle. That has been a problem for the Wild recently. And it just, it seems like a Wild team is just lacking bite. And that's uh, no coincidence with Jordan Greenway out of the lineup, with Matt Dumba out of the lineup. Two guys that I think we've had a chance to see over the last few games. Very important to what the Minnesota Wild are trying to do um, on both sides of the puck. And uh, for opponents of the Minnesota Wild, it seems like they have really been attacking the centers here over the uh, the last handful of games, which has led to the Wild offense being completely out of whack. Marcus Foligno, the lone goal for the Minnesota Wild. The season, not over but the Wild have some big questions they have to answer here in the month of March if they want to uh, get back into the uh, the swing of things in the playoff picture in the Western Conference and uh, try to just get hold of this season once again. For more on the Minnesota Wild, make sure to follow Lockdown Wild wherever you listen to podcasts. The San Jose Sharks have more than one problem to worry about as well after a loss on Tuesday. The scoring struggles continued for San Jose, but it also lost its starting goalie early in the contest. Locked on Sharks is here to tell you more. The Sharks offense continues their struggle. I'm J.D. Young of Locked on Sharks. The Sharks lose 3-1 to one tonight to the Vegas Golden Knights, but the big news is James Reimer leaves after the first period with a lower body injury. Uh, Reimer, who had started 13 games in a row going into tonight's game, uh, left after a very spectacular first period where he stopped three breakaways and only gave up one goal. Um, but the Sharks' offense continues to just not be able to contribute in any major way. They had 17 shots on goal tonight. And they just continually put their goalies in a tough, tough situation. So we'll have a full breakdown of tonight's game, including where the Sharks go without James Reimer. And is it time to just burn it all down and sell at the deadline? So make sure you guys subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, find us on YouTube. That's all for today here at Locked On Now NHL. Thank you again for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Now that you're done here, go on and make your second listen Locked On NHL and your team's Locked On podcast. 
I'm Kim Becker. This has been Locked On Now. Locked On, your team every day.